definitely I saw a guy buy spend like four thousand dollars on a uh, on a sex doll. Wow. Yeah. Was that the guy with the duffel bag? Yep. He walked in there and max mask hat glasses. Like, he was like, the- no one can see me. <laughs> he walked in, put a fucking midget size uh a uh, fuck tall fuck doll in oh, in his duffel man. bag and sprinted out the store. That's he crazy. he w- when he left he was like walking fast. Like, I gotta go home. <laughs> we eating like lunch or whatever with them, and I'm like we're talking about the culture and they're like yeah like it sounds it sounds racist but if you just say the words in English with a with a Japanese accent you'll they'll understand you. I'm like what do you mean? And they're like listen if you say cup they're gonna be like what the fuck are you talking about? But if you say a cuppa they're like oh a cuppa okay. <laughs> <clears throat> What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Simple Man Podcast. And, uh, well, today it's just me and J-Rod. We just got back from Tokyo. I made a joke about this uh, this happening one time. I think, like, the very last p- podcast, um, I said if we ever did a podcast, just me and you, it would just be us, like, staring across the table for like 30 minutes this very well might be just that we'll try, <laughs> we'll try to keep talking as long as possible but i don't know i feel like i have damien and and uh ethan on because a lot of times i'm just just not much of a talker i'm more of like a, an inputter they are definitely the talkers yeah hey how loud is this ambient uh noise in the background all right sick sick because we got um well, we're out here at my new house, and we're filming outside. I have a podcast room that's, or I have a room in the house that's going to be specifically for podcasting, but I have yet to, like, um, develop it. You know, I don't know exactly what I want to do with it. What would you do if you're in, in, this, in this position? Like, how would you think you would design your podcast room? Um, I mean, your previous setup was nice. I think uh, you could do a better job of just having a, it looks better to me when the table's clear. I like a clean I like things being organized and the table was never clear. Like it was full of like stuff like you're kind of advertising, I guess, but it was just like a pile of shit. It was a lot of shit. Isn't that more organic though? Organic or messy? Well, the table's like a junk drawer. It, exactly, junk. Junk. Like instead of leaving their maybe instead of leaving their stuff on the table put it on like the shelves that you had and like be more prominent with your advertising there like better placement or like what we were saying having stuff on the on the walls instead maybe instead of let the black curtains do like posters or flags from companies that are you know sponsoring that podcast just want to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors massive supplements and violent hippie use code Simple man, all caps for 15% off both of those companies. Massive supplements, trademarked, smashing greens, smashing reds, very nutrient-dense foods. I personally use their creatine and BCAs during my workout and sometimes even before the workout. For Violent Hippie, they have soaps, USDA, CBD oils, t-shirts, rash guards, you name it. Owned by former Navy SEAL Mitch Aguiar, you simple man, to get 15% off. Guys, Violent Hippie, massive supplements, get the smashing greens, smashing reds, all the vitamins, nutrients you need to get that body that you want. Natty Rod style. You were you were super excited to go to Tokyo as I was just like, why well, I don't wanna don't wanna travel that far. Why were you why were you wanting to go to Tokyo? I have always wanted to go to Tokyo. Or Japan in general. It was the only place I've ever I've ever actually wanted to travel to. Aside from that, I don't really enjoy traveling too much, but um, it's cool there. I like the culture. Um, And as we, you know, experience, the people are awesome. They're nice. Um, It's just a very nice place. What was your experience there? What you have to you have to like see that. It was, it was pretty cool, no? Yeah, I mean, I definitely <clears throat> I definitely had fun when I was there. Like, first of all, I mean, I didn't, like, so we land, and I'm just thinking about competition all the time. I'm like, I'm like, we're flying across the world to do battle against these, against the enemy, right? People have, people used to hop on boats, travel across the sea to go to war. We pretty much did the same thing in modern day. 
So it, for me, it was less of a enjoyable experience and more of a um, I'm, I'm going to war right now with my with my team with my uh, army. I I looked at it like that on the day of competition, but aside from that, I took all the time in the world to enjoy my time there. I definitely had fun. Like Japan was a great place. Yeah, I had awesome experience. Like the culture, the food, and mainly the food, uh, cool temples and whatnot. But like the second mission was accomplished, I was like, oh, finally, I was like, we're done. We won. Now I want to go home. <laughs> And it was like it was like immediately I was like right, that, that was cool but let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was I enjoyed my time there all the way up until fucking for like from the moment we landed all the way until we had like I was doing shit right before the flight like we went out you guys went to sleep I went to fucking another like temple place bro it was awesome yeah like I did not spend uh. Any extra time just chilling in the hotel. Mm-hmm. I was either sleeping or fucking out, like, doing shit. It was great. Yeah, that, that's true as well. We were we we're busy all the time. We were training. Yeah. We were pretty much there, almost, what, It was a week. Days? Full week. Full week, seven days. I believe so, yeah. Uh, yeah, seven days. Fuck, it was a long flight. On the way there, we're like, it was one hour to Dallas then. Um, 20. 13. 13. <laughs> 13 hours to Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. But fuck. I remember like we're as we're walking on the long flight on the second flight, right? That's that's gonna be a long flight. I'm like I I get around the corner, I see the plane, and I look back. I'm like I could walk away right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was like fuck, we're going to battle. Let's let's get it done, um, dude. Honestly, it would have been really hard for me to go if it wasn't for you. I was like like satisfying. Uh, I knew the the value that it brought to the team. That was that was very enticing to me. Um, like we make we make good money, but the money that I'll make we'll make after it would be you know very good. But like I was like, all right, J Rod's going. I gotta protect this motherfucker while we're over there. Yeah, I mean, it's very dangerous not, place. It's not dangerous at all. Are you sure? It's, what danger did you did you see over there? There wasn't any trash, right? So. So me, what danger did you see? <laughs> Don't fucking deflect no, this. No, it was, was a was, great country. Listen, it was cool, <laughs> but there wasn't any trash on the floor. If the, if I go to a country and there's no trash on the floor, I automatically assume they're they're hanging people for littering. No, instead wrong. of a fine, they're they're ending you. Wrong. No. 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 You couldn't even like. It, maybe maybe it's this. Maybe the people care about the place that they live. What do you think about that? Listen, on the street it said no smoking on the street. That's outdoors. There's smoking areas in America. You go to an amusement park, you don't just smoke anywhere. You go to the, like a fucking area where you smoke at. Yeah, That's well, like that in most places. You go to a casino, you don't smoke in the casino anymore. It's not the fucking 70s. Yeah, but you're talking about outdoors. You smoke in the boardwalk. I'm just saying that was very unfree to me. And then everybody everybody had masks on, which was confusing. Not really. Yeah, I guess it was more common over there, but like I, I was telling you, it's a respect thing. Uh, like uh, when you go into someone's establishment, it's kind of like the, even before COVID, it's like a thing to like be respectful. You wear a mask there. You don't have to. It's not mandatory. They're not fucking killing you if you don't. You sure? But it's respectful for you to go to, you know. Um. <clears throat> One thing I did realize is that the food in Tokyo, like, so much better. Like, what they considered fast food, we would consider, like, uh, gourmet, gourmet, like, sit-down restaurant-style food. Like, right? Wouldn't you agree? It was – all the food there was amazing. Um, I would go back there just for the food. What was the best thing you ate? I keep thinking about the fluffy pancakes. Mm. Um, Those are fucking dangerous. But like meal, like they didn't disappoint. Yeah, there was there, like everything was really good. It's really hard to pick one. Um, the chicken or not chicken, the fried steak mm. that we like. It comes out raw, but it's like fried and it comes out raw, and you cook it on the thing. That was really fucking good, and that was f- fast food. Yeah, I was like, what? And it was it was super fast. Like yeah. you're talking about like five star food in minutes. Yeah. It was, it was great. That and then what else? The convenience stores. There's a family mart on every corner of fucking Tokyo, at least. I don't know about the rest of Japan, but 
like everywhere there was a, there's a family mart or a 711 um and it's not like fucking a 711 here in America where you got to like fight three crackheads just to get through the fucking door over there it was everything fucking spotless everything's organized like do you think they have like regular grocery stores or the family mart is their grocery store no 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 they definitely have grocery stores but we weren't looking for grocery stores we just they would have to be in like the high rises yes yeah that's another thing over there so they had like a shopping center but their shopping center was like vertical so like one floor was like a Macy's and then the second floor was fucking Target and the third floor was all like food restaurants and it's it's awesome. I've never seen nothing like that. Vertical. It's living vertical. It's Very crazy. vertical. Because they're limited with space, I guess. And yeah. and uh fuck there's so many people. We went we went like walk around their fashion distri- district on a uh, on a weekday. It was like Wednesday or something like that. And man, there were so many people in the street. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people. Um, not not too di- not, not too much crackers. diversity. Well, I mean, yeah. Oh, we were talking about this. <laughs> we were talking about this before. In in America, all the countries or all the people travel to America and like live here. And st- like, there's just a bunch of different. Uh, there's just so much diversity here. So when you when we go to another country, we stand out because we're like. We're different. And, like, that whole country is just full of, like, for Japan, full of Japanese people mostly. But So when we go there, we stand out. But if they were to come in America, we wouldn't tell if they were foreigners. We couldn't tell if they were foreigners right off the bat or not. It's like, just, like, normal. <laughs> on our way out, we, like, we ran into this guy from, the like, New York or something. And he was so excited to talk to another American. He, like, he looked at us, oh. came right up to us, chatted with us. <laughs> yes. I was... I was confused by that. You, I just like walked by and you were like having a full conversation with with that guy, but yeah. Damn. Um what else? What else? What was your favorite part about Japan? Uh well, winning quintet was was pretty pretty cool. I think quintet can do really well. It just needs to be consistent and um like the team the team thing is the way to do it. Cuz like like that's how high school wrestling is, uh, NCAA wrestling as well. It's team versus team. Although it's a singular sports, it's like I don't know. I just feel it gets good. It's good for the eye. Yeah, it's it's nice having it's nice traveling with your team and it's nice competing with your team, um, like all in the same event. Um, especially when you kind of rely on your team in a way, or like, cause, yeah, because if one person gets subbed, that like automatically. Now you have to. No sub one somebody. wants to get subbed, yeah. you know, and it's even you even want to get subbed less because your team is kind of relying on you in that moment. So uh, it kind of raises the bar a little bit, which is nice. Um, I think the really the only thing that they could do better is um, the like the stalling car or whatever it was called. Um, they have to give it to the guy that's getting fucked up or being defensive. Yeah. You can't give it to the guy that's on top being offensive looking for stuff or positionally dominating but just because the guy on bottom is like he's on bottom like he can try to escape or he can try to submit me like don't just sit there yeah that was uh <clears throat> there were some rough stalling calls that didn't really make sense yeah. i don't know it was like specifically your match with the jed they were just laying on bottom trying not to get subbed and they didn't they there's didn't call. A, quite a few matches where that was happening like even aside from just us but like the stalling calls are like they're like giving it to both to both guys, but it's like clearly one person is like working here yeah. and the other person isn't. It's the thing with referees is like sometimes they're uh, they're easily persuaded. Like I remember in my uh, match against Wagner, I was like being <clears throat> offensive and and uh, attempting uh, you know takedowns or not or just movements in general. And Wagner goes up to the ref. He was like, "Hey, how about a stalling call?" Oh, yeah. And two seconds later, the ref is like stalling Nicky Rod. I was like, "What is happening right now? You're yeah. just gonna let this guy change your mind about something?" Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Shit like that happens more often than not. Yeah. But now that we're back home, how do you feel about your new home? You're now good to fucking actually be here. We had to leave 
for Japan like right after you moved in. So yep. how do you feel? Uh, yeah, it's good to be here. Just en- enjoy it a little bit. Um, but there's shit to do. Like I have to like we're building a uh, a pull up bar, right? I had that little like Amazon pull up bar at the at the apartment. So now we're putting a a real one in deep into the ground. It's taken it's taken me pretty much took me took us two hours to bolt together the bar to the wood. Now two hours for one hole, and hopefully tomorrow we can we finish I, all the hole. I'm now realizing why Dad has so many tools. He oh just yeah, has like. So this, much shit to dig a hole. We use like like ten different tools. Yeah, wait, I was thinking like we sh- wait. You know the like the reverse shovel thing where it's got like two two bars. And you're like, yeah, like shit like that. Like we should be using that. We should definitely get a pickaxe. We should be using a pickaxe instead. We're using a hammer. <laughs> yeah, um, this is why these things are taking so much longer. Yeah. Also, the dirt's pretty. It's like rocky. It's pretty yeah, rocky out here. Yeah, there's there's a big layer of just like thick rock. We're in hill country. Yeah, so right now uh, we're doing the pull-up bar. Yeah, I got a 4x4x12 four four from Home Depot, two of those, and I attached, we attached a metal bar to it. Um, but I have to put it a little bit more than three foot in the ground um, so that it's a proper height for, for me to do pull-ups and muscle-ups and stuff. So I'm, I'm pretty tall. You should uh, – we should just – we should put it three foot deep, but we should like – Cut like half half a foot to like a foot off of the bottom. We got that handsaw. We could do a handsaw. It'll take a while, but I mean, I would have to take it to Home Depot or something to get a cut, or buy sawzall or or something like that, or circular saw. Yeah, <clears throat> I have a Dremel. Dremel. You know, a little tool that like spins. Oh, we can use that one million <laughs> times <laughs> and it'll cut. Take two hours. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, I gotta do shit like out back here. I have to get uh, floodlights in the back because it's super dark. And we're facing uh, facing woods. It's beautiful. It is, it is pretty. It's pretty it's pretty to look at. Pretty to come out here. It's quiet, right? All you hear is uh, is birds and and yeah. roosters. No crowing. fucking babies, screaming babies. Not like yet. the last place. I can work on my car in peace outside. Yeah. When I ha- when I have kids, what are you gonna do, bro? I was thinking about it. I was like, what's worse? Kids or pregnant Britney? <laughs> I was like, "Fuck." Good point. I don't know what's worse. <laughs> nah, I mean, I, I don't mind taking being being around kids and shit, but mine would just be doing push-ups time. and shit. That's a great idea. Right. Every time young. you want to cry, ten push-ups <laughs> <laughs> all, all day long. <laughs> By Tommy's two, like, "What's up? <laughs> I'm daddy now." Oh <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. It was so far. On the way back, the flight was much worse. Because at least on the way to Tokyo, we were sharing a, a a three-seater row so we could, like, stretch out a little bit. I was next to some some uh, some humans. I this time. It was way better for me uh, coming home. Mm. Coming home was way easier. How? Were you, did you have a whole row to yourself? No. I had a, a lady next to me. Her hair kept touching me. It was very frustrating. But I don't know. Like that, it was two hours shorter. It was it was eleven hour flight instead of thirteen, um, but I don't. I didn't, I didn't even watch movies or anything. I just kind of like looked at the wall. And you slept. I guess I slept a little bit, but not that much because I was like, fucking exhausted by the time I, I you know got here. I was thinking I was like, not that many people are going to Tokyo, and we go on board and it's fucking packed. Yeah, I mean I they definitely like, like scheduled that that like flight in advance and shit. So many people yeah. going. Yeah, for sure. So many people want to go to that place. For a good reason. For no reason. For good reason. What's the reason? It's awesome there. You, you're telling me you want to... That's not a good vacation spot? Maybe not in the city, but like... I'm going. I'm definitely going back. Whenever I go back, I'm, I want to go to like rural... Whoa, look at this fucking hawk. Is that a hawk? Yeah, you saw him. He's like... He's I need a million dollars to take another fucking 30-hour flight. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going back there. Like, hopefully, somebody's hopefully. like, "Yeah, we'll give you a thousand dollars. Come to Tokyo." Not a thousand dollars. I mean, how much? It, it depends on what I'm doing. If they're like for content, I'm I'm going back. They could be, give me fucking two dollars, and I'll go back. Um. But, I'm for a, even just as a trip, I'm going back there. Like vacation. 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 So for free to go, pretty much. 
for myself. Do you want to go to? I want to go there work. You've been to Chinatown. It ain't that far off. That's very different. You're being racist. No, it's not. Oh, it's different. Food. Way different. It's way different. You're telling me the quality of Chinatown food is uh, up to par with fucking. Bro, they come from there. No, they don't. Who are you talking about? China and Japanese people, two completely different. I know. Different. I'm saying, I'm saying constantly. If there was a Tokyo town, those people would be from Tokyo. What? I don't, I don't. I don't see where you're going with this. Where are you going with this? If you wanted to go to China, Chinatown is the first stop to China. Okay, so what does this have to do with Japan? We don't have Japan. We probably have. You probably got Japanese food around here. Yeah, we got sushi. We kind of we had Korean. We had Japanese barbecue when we were in Tokyo, and it wasn't that far off from Tokyo from uh, Korean barbecue. I don't. I don't recall having Korean barbecue. Yeah, the raw meat weighed. Oh, that that shit was good. I was eating that raw. You're a fucking Bro, animal. The raw, <laughs> you're ridiculous. Like, thinly sliced beef, raw, super fatty, and then it had um, just on a small platter had like this brownish, like very small amount of brown sauce on top, and then a raw egg on top, a raw egg yolk on top, and you take your fucking your chopsticks and just like mix it all in there. Oh my god, you were desperate. Amazing. You were desperate for me to try it. I yeah. tried it and I was like, "All right, it, the flavor is good, but the texture, bro, it's chewy. It's like, it's raw. It's like a gummy bear." I like the texture of of cooked meat. Like you have to tear it. It's like, it's too soft. Yeah, no. I mean, I I loved it. I I <clears throat> we when we were searing the that like A five wagyu, it was pretty raw in the middle middle, but it's so like it was so fat. It was very buttery and. You know, smooth. So, so you might as well eat what I was eating. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I did like how every time we ordered um, food, it came with like an option of an egg yes. and or uh, miso soup. Yes. Like with that, every meal, you could get miso soup. Yeah, super common over there. Um, I like it was interesting how everything over there was kind of built for like minimal interacting with people the least amount of possible. So, like, you go to, like, this fast food place. Fast food, the food's amazing. But you go to this fast food place, and you walk into a computer, and the, you type in your meal on the, on the computer. You click your meal on the, the computer. You pay there. It gives you a ticket. You get, get the ticket, sit down. Someone walks up to you. You give them the, your ticket. They walk back and come back with your food super fucking quick. All the food fucking amazing. I like I I really like that one place that we went to twice. Mm. We went with the boys, and then we went with just me and you. That went. Oh my god! So yeah, it's good. like it's like a almost a vending machine, or like yeah, you pay. So it is super efficient, right? You pay before you yeah. even get your food, but at the same time, the fast food takes like two minutes. Like yeah. it's it's just the same. It's even quicker than like McDonald's. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it like drive through speed. Yeah, <laughs> drive through speed, uh, but like restaurant style food, it yeah. was interesting. I was thinking that if mo- if more of the fast food in the U.S. was styled like that, like bro, we'd have so many less obese people here. I I agree to an extent. I think it's also lifestyle over there because like they the traditional foods that they eat is very good, but lifestyle wise, like those guys work all the time. Given they're not like. I don't think it's too like labor intensive, intensive no, like, like, like a like blue collar stuff. It's like white collar stuff, right? White collar is what they say. I think. I have no idea. I think white collar is what it is when you're like kind of sitting doing stuff. But um, I also could be way off. But those guys are like that's all they really do. So they're not really like oh they they do that for like fucking ten twelve hours a day. Like they work a lot over there. Yeah. But over here, like it's the, over here you're capped at eight. Breakfast I think is fucking. <laughs> Pancakes, bacon, like here, yeah. traditional American stuff is very unhealthy. Sugary, yeah, they eat like real food. Like everything's a meat, a carb, yeah. a vegetable. White Everything. rice, white rice, beef, white rice, beef, veggies, eggs, miso soup. Miso, that shit was good. That shit was good everywhere. The miso soup. Yeah, I mean, you get it like every meal. With every meal, hmm. What else? Yeah. So the pancakes, the pancakes we had. You guys to check it out on Nikki Ride Eats. I put like a post up, but uh, we had the like fluffy pancakes. They were like 
like two or three inches thick. Um, and it looked like it looked like almost marshmallow fluff when they were putting it on the pan. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. everything you could have thought of. It was amazing. Right, I even cut it. I was cutting it with a spoon because it was so like light and fluffy and airy. Um, they had real maple syrup, not that uh, Betty Crocker fucking bullshit. Yeah, real maple syrup. Um, oh, I had the best ramen when I was in Tokyo. Absolutely amazing ramen. You go into the place again, one of the spots where you don't order uh, per, uh, for with a person. Like it's completely contactless, and I think it's meant for people that are like um, lonely. Uh, Huh? Lonely. <laughs> yeah. Some people that are like, um, have social anxiety. So you go into the place and before you even walk in, there's this little booth. There's like this little thing with buttons on it, right? You put your, you click the meal that you want. You only have like a certain amount of options and there's no customization. Here in the US, you pretty much you can get whatever you want wherever you go. But there they only have what's available, what's on their menu. So you click the button that you want. You click it, put your money, you get, swipe the card, put your money in, and then it gives you a ticket. Get your ticket, you walk in, and you sit down at a booth. And the booth is like is like a foot and a half wide with a stool in front of it, and it has walls on it. So, like, uh, um, <laughs> it almost reminded me of, like, you know the testing when you do in high school and they put you, in, like, in a booth or you get the, like, yes. put, like, side, like, side yes. lines on you, right? It's just like that. So, go in there, you're in a real tight little space, and I'm way too big for it. And they put your ticket down. Somebody comes by, grabs your ticket, but when they grab your ticket, they only see like like below their belly button and their hands. Yeah. They say some shit, you know, Mihao Kailan. They take your ticket. Two minutes later, they bring your food. When your food comes, it's like, it's perfect. They have a little boiled egg, some ra- spicy ramen, some po- extra pork on the side. Amazing. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like someone's coming up behind you and like grabbing your ticket. It's like, the booth is around you, and there's like a window. They open up the window, grab the ticket, and close the window. That's it. That's the only interaction with a human you have there. Yeah. It's crazy. And then they they open the window, give you your food, close the window. That's it. It's crazy. Like yeah, I wanted some extra stuff, but like you have to go out and order it to get the extra stuff. The la- I get it. The lack of human interaction. It's like maybe people are just scared to. Um, interact, but fuck, I don't know, it's a bit weird. And then we went to this s- sex shop that was six floors tall, right? Yeah. Six floors of just straight sexy time. Sex toys, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, when we got in there, we went to the elevator, and it shows you all the floors, and it's like, floor six, anal. Floor four, fucking butt plugs. <laughs> floor <laughs> floors fucking 10 whatever the fuck it's very uh, oh my god in the basement the basement was the craziest fucking thing there was like what was in the basement oh the panties oh. so there was uh so like uh, like a gumball machine but instead of gumball it's a ball with a pair of used panties in there and they had a few different machines one machine is like oh this was used by a woman for two days this one, three days. This one has period stains in there. And, of course, Craig Jones gets the one with period stains. Gives her a good sniff. Um, but, man, what a fucking, what a weird place. And, like, it's crazy because, like, people like people are going there and buying stuff. Like, I don't think we saw anyone buying stuff. No, I definitely, I saw a guy buy, spend, like, $4,000 on, uh, on a sex doll. Wow. Yeah. Was that the guy with the duffel bag? Yep. He walked in there with max mask hat glasses. Like <laughs> he was like, the- "No one can see me." <laughs> he walked in, put a fucking midget size uh, uh fuck doll fuck doll in oh, in his duffel man. bag and sprinted out the store. That's he, crazy. He w- when he left, he was like walking fast. Like, I gotta go home. <laughs> Imagine he gets pulled over. And he's like, "What's in your fucking bag?" <laughs> Dude. Oh uh, shit. I have a, I have a video of. Um, so they had like some of the like toys on display and I have a video of there's just like a massive set of titties just like laying on on like one of the th- like shelves and Jojo starts like playing with the, he's like pulling the nipple and dragging it and shit and I was just like fucking recording at the same time it was so funny he's probably never had a big old set of titties like that <laughs> uh he after I, after I stopped recording he like 
slapped it and the whole thing like jiggled like crazy. Uh, it's so funny, man. Uh, I was in the sex doll floor, and um, it's pretty weird. Some of them look like, some of them are meant to look like children. Oh, and it's fucking yes, sketch, bro. yeah, very and weird. like uh, like anime stuff as well. Like very, very like weird. Girls. Or a hentai, creepy. hentai is what they call it. Like a- anime porn, but super fucking weird there. Yeah, one of them was like, "Do not touch," and I, I was. Give it a good smack. <laughs> dude, some, some of these dogs got... Look at this bird, oh, dude. That, that might be sick. a hawk. That's what I'm saying. Or a falcon or something. Damn, that's nice. I bet you I, this is what happened, right? So today we got... You said red thing hanging? It's a uh, it's a feeder for hummingbirds. Oh, yeah. I've never seen this falcon here before. I bet you he's like seeing the hummingbirds come. That's a possibility. He, he definitely eats the hummingbirds. He could eat Leo. Fuck. That that thing could pick my dog up for sure. Yeah, I'm thinking about clearing out some of this uh, wilderness behind here to make the yard bigger. But yeah, like, we I don't de- want to definitely do that. Some of it, but I don't want to um, kill too much of it because it's still pretty to look at. At least, at least cut the grass. I think. Yeah, and like just or square it off or something. Know what, what's going on? You, there's a trench like a right we- here. Weed whacker. Is there? Yeah, yeah. Man made. Yeah, when you're ready, we'll we'll go back there. It's it's a yeah, it's pretty sure. cool. It's like uh, so pretty much I have a creek. I have like a a dry creek in the back of my yard, and I own all the way up to the creek and a little bit past it. Uh, pretty much like a, another half acre of uh, of woods, um, and I don't know what to do with that. I'll probably just fence m- most of it in, and then um, fuck, I don't know. It's a pretty bird. It is pretty, right? Yeah. You when when we were looking looking back there, you're like. Mountain bikes, pit bikes. Mm-hmm. This is like, oh, let's do fucking one of these things. Well, down down there with the creek. Yeah, we got options because we definitely want to stay safe. Dude, the moment that bird left, the hummingbird is back over here. That's for sure why he's there. Yeah, That's nature crazy. at its finest. Yeah, I don't know. We got uh we got options. So I got I got this creek and it's on a downward slope. We could s it. All, like all the way down the the half acre, oh, which would be fucking tough. I can't touch another mountain bike. Well, pit bike. I could do some damage on a pit bike. Little, P, little PW fifty with some big old handlebars on it. I like it. We put we just put a, a line of berms in the back. That'd be sick. Uh, my HOA would be like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Yeah, I think they might like fucking flag you or whatever for this set of handlebars. I think it was fine by the house. I think it's fine right next to the house. Obviously, it's too late now. But well, I moved it back because I'm like, if they do say something, I can at least say, "Oh, it's in the backyard." I feel like that would make more sense. Like if it was in the front yard, technically, that'd be an issue. No, no, but you you moved it from where the blue one is sitting right now. Yeah, I thought you were gonna do it there. I thought but so then you too. did it behind the truck. Yep, I also thought I was gonna do it do it there, but I figure if it's a little more backwards, and I'm gonna paint the the four by fours camo, then I might. That's Blend. not gonna do anything, bro. You ever seen ca- somebody see- hunters in camouflage, bro? I could, I could, I'll tape a, a fucking ghillie suit to the poles, and you won't be able to see. <laughs> shit. That's not gonna do anything. What are you talking about? They're gonna see it hanging. I think it's too much distraction. I mean, okay, we could. I mean, we're, we're gonna we, try. We commit it now. We're gonna try. Yeah. If somebody say something, uh, if HOA says something, I'll fucking I'll move it or whatever. But I think it should be fine. I saw somebody else had um had a car in the driveway, so I put. Uh, pull up bar my drink. It should be fine. <laughs> should be fine. Oh, shit. Fuck, I gotta sell the Ranger. Yeah, yeah. I sell this <laughs> thing just sitting there. Turn it on as little amount of times as possible. Yeah. Because it gets... It sounded really bad the last time we used it. Really? So we used it to, to move the rocks. It, yo, that thing yeah. did some damage. Because we were, we, we were picking up like hundreds of pounds of yeah. rocks and it moved it. It was chugging along. It was, it was doing well. Yeah. It did well. That those rocks were heavy as fuck too. I was sore as shit after that. Bro, that was a workout. We were deadlifting yeah. these rocks and um We had probably, to do it together, so they had to be at least like at least three hundred pounds, yeah. most of them. I, I could pick up the smallest one by myself. Um but yeah, me and Jay pretty much needed to tag team together in order to pick up the the other rocks and pretty much we laced them, we lined them up a, along the front of the like street, you know, in the in, in the yeah. grass and uh I don't know. It looks good. I don't know why. Like when I came and visited the house before I purchased it, the rocks were in the in the front. They were li- lined up exactly how they were. But uh, when when I go to move in, they were they were all like in the grass. I don't mm-hmm. know why they moved them. That's weird. It's a fucking headache. 
And for sure, he he had the guy that owned this place. He had like a tractor, so he used that tractor to move the big mm. ass rocks. And we're over here doing it by hand. Dogs. Rough. Dogs. So now what? Now we gotta do we gotta do this after fucking. Uh, for the next two weeks, I'm gonna be cutting weight, and I'm gonna want to kill myself. So we gotta do the grass like after that competition. Yeah, that's fine. I gotta do some like uh. Like there might be some big old weeds I need like uh, chopping down, so I think Mom bought some tools. I'll I'll use that. Yeah. What's up, y'all? It's Damian Anderson and Nikki Rod from the Simple Land Podcast. We're here to let you know that our merch is live. You know, you guys want some T-shirts, some fancy cups? Support the Simple Man Podcast and get our merch. Link <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck. What you got coming up? You got you got comps coming soon. I've got in two weeks. I've got who's number one. That's going to be a uh, tournament, um, a four-man tournament. It's me, PJ Barch, Mika Gavo, and Andrew Tackett. I think, I think I'm going to have Mika first round. I have... Uh, he requested you, right? Yeah. Yeah, he requested me after... He requested me after... Um, after seeing the armbar escape. So I guess he thinks he, he can armbar me, which if the armbar was that deep on Mika, he can probably break my arm there. Jed, you know, you know, he's probably a natural. He's a natural athlete. Yeah. Can't break my arm. Mika can break my arm there. Consider it enhanced. Yeah. So I'm just well, yeah, he not going to get there. Not going to get there with Mika. I've already fixed the issue. I've, you know, I've been doing that. Um, like this is a recurring issue that exact sequence. Um, I'm just confident in my armbar escape. So, and I've never really had it uh, be an issue in competition. Mm -hmm. But now that I see it's, it's like a clear issue, um, I just I'll go about things differently when I'm getting to that position. But um, essentially, I, I just had uh, my head low when I was kind of camping in that area. Um, which is good when you want to add, add like quick pressure, but you need to have good posture to stop the leg from pummeling over when you when uh, they're trying to go for that like kind of chori bar chori bar on bar thing. Yeah. Does um, anybody else try that chori bar in practice on you? Yeah, for sure. I, I get there all the time. Okay. The moment they pummel the leg over, I always pummel my head to the outside. So it's like so now you're gonna work on getting. Yeah, all, all I have to do earlier. just prevent the the leg from pummeling by keeping my my head postured up. Or if they do still posture, they won't have the choy bar or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, so, yeah. I knew, like, I know it's fucking there, but I just never said, hey, I shouldn't be doing that. I like danger. You like, I like that. danger. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but, honestly, yeah. you've always done your best, like. Almost you know, getting fucked up, yeah. After, after, yeah. <laughs> this was no different. <laughs> this, was, yeah, this was no different. Besides the. Um, Besides the other match, like your second match, you just fucked him up the whole time. Yeah, I mean his his. So my second match was with a heavyweight guy. Uh, I had the choice to choose between four minute match or uh, eight minute match because he was so much heavier than me. Um, but I still chose to do eight minute ma match because I wanted to submit him. Um, and he almost armbarred me as well with some. He did some like rubber guard stuff, I think, and then I did like the fucking just limp arm, whatever the fuck. Um, and his armbar was tighter than, than this guy's, but people love the other one cause it looks like my arm broke. Um, it's, it, that escape looks terrible. His armbar was tighter? The heavyweight. Yeah. He yeah, armbar sure. you early, right? Or early. Yeah. Pretty but sure. I mean like just a big guy, like he's going to be able to break my arm way quicker than, than someone like Jed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that 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 armbar escape. You did the same, same escape. It always looks bad because you're like when you go a thumb down, your your elbow is kind of clear. But if you're not paying attention to where the elbow, the thumb is, as a spectator, you're like, oh my god, his his elbow just went up. It snapped. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like we're perfect. No, neither of us got pops, right? No. Good. Yeah, no pops. Um, it looks like a terrible break, but there's just no, no like your, your thumb. There's no pressure because they can't control that thumb. So. Game changer. Yeah, rotate thumb down. Thumb I've been down. Armbar for a while. <clears throat> I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like uh, I'm I'm planning to compete December third on the UFC Fight Pass uh, event. Um, 
and the goal is to get Marigali. So we'll see if he accepts this time. For whatever reason, I had a, I had a, me and Marigali had a signed contract to complete on their flow, and he ended up backing out, um, and then competing the same weekend in the gi. So I don't know what that was about. That's crazy. But we'll see. Either he accepts this time and uh, we do battle, or uh, you know he don't want he don't want the Natty King work. Interesting. And that, that's all you have scheduled. Uh, yeah, if if he says no, we got some other options as well. Maybe like um, maybe like Yuri Samoas or something like that. Mm. That'd be good. But um, yeah, fuck, feeling good, getting better. Fuck, I'm getting I'm getting good, man. Like I'm doing shit now uh, that I haven't done before, like pull guard and and um. Yeah, you look really good at quintet. Thank you, thank you. You look actually fucking pulling the trigger and like doing doing shit other too. other things, pulling the trigger on other things, not just. Your fucking A game. Yeah, it's like it's a roller coaster, bro. The te- the technique. It's like you know, you take time to get better, and then and then you start winning. Then you gotta figure out what else you have to work on, and then you gotta start getting better again. Yeah, I think uh, I feel like it's really ju- like for me learning at least. It's always like I'm always fi- like finding certain things that work really well. And then I improve to a, like a really high rate. And I get really good at this, you know, this sequence. Mm-hmm. And then eventually my training partners start catching up. They learn learn the defenses and whatnot. So it's like, okay, move on to the next thing. Yeah. So there's always a constant rotation of techniques. And the good things are always staying like fucking somewhere in there. Like all the good shit is always staying in there for the guys, you know, for competition. For the yeah. guys that don't see the shit that I do every day. But... You know, my training partners forced me to be better at other things. Mm-hmm. So it's always like, I feel like it's almost like a like a two to three month, like like a rotation where two or three months I'm working on this one thing. I get fucking good. My and then my teammates start catching on. They catch on, catch on. And then I, it's really hard for me to do it. And I'm like, okay, next thing. And it's just like that, fucking year round. Yeah, always had it going. That's why it's so important to have a a good. A good room, good training partners, yeah. people that, that are consistently uh, um, pressing you. Yeah. yeah. And open to, like, talk about the shit. Like, uh, like training with JoJo, right? It's hard for me to comprehend shit in the moment. So, I like rewatching rounds. But JoJo, like, fucking retains everything mm-hmm. immediately. And he's just, like, on it. And he's like, oh, I like when you were doing this and this. Oh, what were you doing here? And it's like, bro, I don't even remember. How do you remember this? <laughs> yeah, Joseph, a- after his... um. First match, he was like, he got really close to submitting the guy, and then he uh, from the back, and then he transfers to armbar, and then he had like two or three minutes left, and um, he was like, he told me after match that he was like, yeah, I feel like I couldn't think after the two or three minutes, like, uh, or I'm sorry, after his armbar attempt, he couldn't think the last like two or three minutes. Of the match. <laughs> bro, you got tired. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, my brain didn't work. I was like, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he got it was a mixture of a uh, you know a little bit of fatigue, but also like. Bro, I think if you're competing, like, I I stand by this when I say I think you only have so many good decisions you can make in a day before you yeah. need to rest and reset. I so, like, agree. if you're, like, strolling through your phone all day before comp, if you're going through phone calls and, like, fucking just fucking off, like, I don't think it's nearly as good as uh, just closing the eyes and ears until it's it's go time. Like, you could scroll a little bit or, you know, watch something funny, but fuck, man. I think if you're, like, if you're, like, playing spike ball before competition, right, you you play the five rounds of spike ball, which is cool. It's a little little tiring, maybe a good warm-up, but you just made a thousand decisions. Do you think the next thousand decisions are going to be as good as the first thousand decisions? Like, I mean, it seems like a kind of simple concept to me and something uh, I definitely believe in. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think a lot of people can go about competition differently. Uh, Hal was saying how um, he sees how. Like I, I had told him I was like, it's interesting seeing how everyone reacts to competition. Um, like right before we went out for for content, I was like, it's because like you see how some people react with like humor and like some people react by like like play fighting with you and shit like that and like how how you like like switch to fucking competition you know like switch your mindset to competition um everyone 
goes about competition differently. But I was also thinking it's it's kind of hard to it's hard to just switch from life like the life that we live, enjoying life and fucking all these things, and then switch into the competition mindset. Well, it's I think difficult. I think you need I think in practice you need to every day you need to treat like one or two rounds like you would competition and then everything else is like you're going with a much lesser opponent, you're getting better, you're working on different shit, maybe you're passing, maybe you're just wanna sub. Um, but definitely every day grab a decent partner, do one or two rounds where you're like, This is competition round and then that way you're when it's time to turn it on, you you know, you turn it on twice a day, every day. Yeah. And then also like for me, when I wake up day of comp, I'm like I've already cultivated everything. I'm like, I've traveled across the world. I'm here to do battle, and today's the day of battle. Yeah. And I don't I do not do anything, say anything. I don't even think uh, that much about anything in general until it's time for me to hop on the mat and, and give it my all. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. More than, more than physical stuff, like the training and shit, going about training a certain way, I'm saying like m- mentality-wise, like where you're at. And a lot of times, I think it's hard for for people to find a way to like just enter that that kind of mindset. I think wrestlers are the best at doing that, yeah. entering the competition mindset. That way, that's like like a lot of times I'll draw inspiration from from wrestlers like Jordan Burroughs or or um, you know David Taylor, and I'll listen to them talk talk about comp and or even just some of the uh, better like NCAA athletes, you know, you, you'll, you'll listen to them, you'll hear the passion in their voice and they're like, cause they, they've competed hundreds of times. They know what it is to turn, to turn it on and, and do what needs to be done. I think it's, it's almost easier for them the way they have it because they have like seasons and stuff, at least in high school, they have seasons. So it's like, it just becomes like a part of your life to just, that like essentially the entire wrestling season, I'm just in that mindset. I'm cutting weight. I'm fucking working, tra- like training fucking as hard as possible to, for this ultimate goal yeah. for three months out of the year. Like it's, I feel like it's harder to have that, like flip that switch. It's hard to flip that switch in general, but for jujitsu, our lifestyle is different. It's not consistent. We don't know when we're going to be competing until like a month or two out really, unless it's something like trials. Um, so it's kind of hard to just flip that switch. I always Whereas for wrestling, it's it's easier. I, I always wonder if the best wrestlers um, like compete all year long, like in in tournaments and stuff, or they only just like they'll train in the off season a couple times a week, and and they'll train every day during com- during the season. You yeah, know? I don't know. Yeah, it's different sport, man. We're fucking do this shit every day. It is. It is very different. It's different. It's, it's different. It you should uh, wait, go about your match with uh, with Owen. I re- I was looking at comments and stuff. People were saying how uh, his stand up is so good. He made you pull guard, but what it's idiots. like this sounds like something we would say like <laughs> four years ago. When we were like, oh, just stand up, yeah. just stand, wrestle. It's like it's jujitsu. It's jujitsu. It's, yeah. it's different. Yeah. Different sport, um, and I, I fucking I made him pool guard. You feel me? He was on bottom most of the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. People saw the the one foot sweep he he did at the beginning. Did he do any anything else? Um, him from yeah. No, he didn't do anything. He 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 hit a foot sweep at, at like five seconds in, and I just hit the ground. And it stood looked back up. It looked bad because you hit the ground, stood back up, and then pool guard after that. That looked bad. Well, because. Cool. I only I only stood up because I had to fucking make grips to stay on the ground. But you were already on the ground. You didn't have to make grips. Well, I was that confused about the rule set because because they were like, <laughs> all right, if you if you're standing in front of them, you can't just pull guard. You have to hold them and then pull guard. Then you can let go. Yeah, but he like, took he took you down. So then it's like, all right, you're good. You're good. Yeah, I didn't even think I see it like that. I just saw it like, all right, I didn't pull guard while touching, so I have to touch and then pull guard. Yeah, is my is my first time like pulling guard in competition with that rule set where I had to touch them. And yeah, kind of whack. So I was you like, were fucking up a lot. I was fucking up that rule. That, that role, right? Because yeah. I just want to pull guard. Like, oh, you have to touch them. Like, what yeah. the fuck? One time, I even I had like a. Uh, I think this was, this is on PJ. Yeah. I had a collar tie and I pulled guard and he stood me back up. I'm like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah. And then PJ says to me, "Oh, you gotta touch me." I'm like, I don't want to argue. But I'm like, I was fucking. I had a collar tie on yeah. you and I sat down. 
But um, yeah. And I just blast double him after that. I was like, all right, well. It's kind of hard to like uh, hear or understand what the what the guys were saying oh, yeah. because they're foreign. Yeah. So they're like, he's like, what's up, guy? That, and I was like, like, oh, that means something. <laughs> they're like, uh, fucking, even just them saying like black action or like red action. I was like, what the what's fuck? Y'all? They said stand up, but I was like. What? <laughs> <laughs> there was so uh, like our first day we got there, we were getting um we were getting like food with some of the locals that and well I guess locals, but they're they're visitors, right? They're from different countries. Just white guys that that live and train in Tokyo, oh, like yeah. from yeah. Uh, from Sakuraba's team, right? Um, so you're Iminari, uh, Iminari, yeah, from Iminari's team. So we're eating dinner, we eating like lunch or whatever with them, and I'm like, we're talking about the culture, and they're like, yeah, like it sounds it sounds racist, but if you just say the words in English with a with a Japanese accent, you'll they'll understand you. I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, listen, if you say cup, they're gonna be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But if you say a cuppa, they're like, oh, a cuppa, okay. <laughs> like, so it's because they pronounce like their letters like very you know well, or maybe they pronounce their vowels or something like that. But yeah, so uh, like like you know instead of pancakes, it's a pancake. <laughs> what the rice? Uh? Oh the my chicken, god, dude! Uh, you were screaming at this one lady. Oh. You're like bowl, bowl, white rice, bowl. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, someone take me out of here! Fuck. I showed her a picture and she's like, <laughs> I, she didn't understand me, so I showed her a picture. She's like, oh, what the rice? Uh? I was like, yeah, I should just. I'm trying not to be racist, but they want they want it. Oh, you know what I mean? Shit, that's how they understand. But. Fuck man, that was pretty hilarious. funny. It's it's pretty cool communicating with them. Some people spoke uh, English or at least uh, understood it. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of people did. Um, what else? What else? Interesting experience, Tokyo. Very interesting. I thought I was gonna see some cool uh, Tokyo drift cars. Dude, there was a lot of gems there. Gems? Just like beautiful cars. On the way to Yokohama Arena. Uh, when we were like within 10 minutes, I looked to the left and there's this red race car uh, covered in half of a with half half of a uh, car cover on top of it. It, it looked like uh, one of the old Nissans. Um, interesting. I yeah. didn't I didn't see that, but I saw I saw R30 R34. I saw uh, a couple S13s, S15s. Saw RX7. That's my fucking RX dream 7, car. Mazda, huh? Mazda RX-7. What else? Just cla- like the classic fucking, like, all the cars that everyone, like, you see it in America, and you're like, oh, my God, RX-7. You just see it like a bunch over there. It's crazy. The Toyota, the Toyotas they had were pretty interesting. They were very cool. Yeah. They had the, the what was it, the rear view mirrors or whatever, the, the mirrors on the side. Yeah, yeah. On the front fender. On the, yeah, yeah, that was. It's crazy. Hmm. Never seen that. I wonder I if that would get broken off in here or no. I mean, I I wonder why we don't see that here because it seems like a cool design. I don't know. Different. Maybe uh, the laws are different or something. They had a bunch of different uh, types of Toyotas over there. Yeah. Everything's like more squarey. Also, Very all the people boxy. dress very similar. White button up shirt. That's what I'm saying. White white collars. Like they all just work a bunch, and then fucking they all got out at the same time. You just see them flooding out of out of the. The train stations. Yeah, it's just like everyone's wearing the same shit. They were also saying uh, that the suicide forest is completely real. Like, pe- guy, people go over there yeah. to kill themselves all the time. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know how often, but um, bro, if Logan Paul real, saw a guy, uh, Lynn saw a guy. That is true. That's true. The guy we were with, he said he's been he's been to that forest a few times. I don't know why he's visiting suicide forest multiple times, but he said <laughs> he, he said. Um, Every time he's been there, he's seen uh, a body, which is crazy. That's undefeated, right there. He said, uh, "He's uh, he, you'll like walk through there, and you'll see like just clothes and like shoes on, on the ground, like from dead fucking bodies or whatever. Yeah, like, like the animals, the, the animals eat, eat. Yeah, eat the fucking people. Um, what else? I'm definitely like when I go back there, I'm going to rural Japan. I'm seeing fucking Mount Fuji, Suicide Forest, I'm or go- not? Not Suicide. I mean, Suicide Forest is at like the base of Mount Fuji, I think. So maybe maybe I'll walk by. Keep walking. Don't stop. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of beautiful places like outside of um, Tokyo. It's very very nice over there. But one day, yeah, 
Food was good. That was the main thing. Fuck, so many people live there. So many people live there, and it was less crowded than New York. It was less crowded. Uh, well, okay, yeah. So all the people are underground. They like live underground and stuff. What do you mean? They no, live on the um, that was a that was a lie. They tra- they travel they travel on the ground. They you know subways yeah, travel, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But like you would occasionally see yeah. people like you see like a, a huge amount of people leave like a, a certain part and start going on the round underground. You're like holy shit, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, the the train stations over there are very intricate. Um, what else? Fuck, I don't know. What's what going else? On? How long we? How long we at? Fit, all right, four more minutes. Four more minutes. Whereas I got, uh, I have uh, that tournament that who's number one in two weeks, and then two weeks after that I have uh, uh, trials. How's your weight cut going? Day one. Uh, I mean, I weigh about the same. <laughs> uh, after after I ate after training, I was like one ninety two. Um, what you eat? I had poke, uh, but I had like extra rice. Extra rice. So I had le- less meat, more rice. Mm. Um, That's what your your dietitian guy said. He was like more. So the dietitian guy he said uh, I essentially have to be eating. More more carbs, so mostly carbs, and uh, high fiber and high sodium intake the first week, um, and then uh, the like the week of, I have to switch to like more proteins. Next um, week is week of, no they no. Well, I still have a few days until like the two week mark. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but like it's pretty much two weeks out from competition, so. Yeah, uh, one week out, I have to cut uh, cut carbs and essentially just do more protein, mm. and then a few, I believe, four or five days out, start doing the water load, mm-hmm. um, which is like a one and a half to two gallons a day, and then the day of uh, weigh-ins, yeah, I believe it'll be six. He said sixteen ounces uh, in the morning, and then like kind of cut it from there like just sips mm. um but yeah it's not gonna be a fun cut i'm i'm so what are you gonna do like 10 pounds in the first week i would like to i mean i was at i i was 184 for for this uh yeah. quintet so i mean i can lose the first like 10 like 5 10 pounds relatively easily um and then hopefully i can get the last 10 pounds yeah, like 15 10 pounds less than quintet Pretty much. Yeah, fifteen pounds less than Quintet. Yeah, um, but you'll be shredded. Hopefully, hopefully I don't look like a crackhead. The last time I was one seventy was high school, so that'll be that's like three years ago. It's crazy. Yeah, time flies. Um, yeah, hopefully that cut doesn't kill me. Make sure you get proper f- f- nutrition and stuff while you're out there. Yeah, for sure. Wait, is for it Houston? Houston, yeah. I think I, I might have to take fucking Britt's car because my car has that bubble, and I'm really scared oh, yeah. about that. No, I drive Britt's, yeah. Um, I have to buy, yeah, I have to buy tires. Fuck, the car's done. The and car's it's done. It's done, and you need tires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it needs Can you tires. just replace the one? I could, but I might as well change, change the two. Fuck, you um, spent a lot of money. Less than five grand. I guess you'll make about five when you sell everything, right? Uh, what do you mean sell everything? Like the Ranger. Oh, the Ranger and, and the wheels. If I sell the Ranger, I I I'm not I'm not selling the Ranger for less than like three, like thirty five. I can't. Anybody want to buy a Ranger thirty five hundred dollars? Hit us up. Buy the fucking Ranger. Please buy the Ranger. It's in the it's out front of my million dollar house. Just fucking forty old Ranger. Hideous. <laughs> I really, I really like the truck, but it's just these not. rich people in G wagons are driving by this Ranger like, <laughs> oh, fuck, is this kid living here, <laughs> trash. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck you! You told me to park it like in this, like right next to. I thought that was a good idea. Like basically in the front yard, he told me to park <laughs> it in the grass in the front yard, and uh, like awkward location. But I was like, all right, it's his house, whatever. 
when our mom got here to like help fucking you know organize the house and stuff she gets here and she's like what the fuck are you <laughs> what are you doing she like yelled at us <laughs> she yelled at us she was like, you can't do that you can't leave the car like that I was like what do you mean well my neighbor's got like a big shed so i was like oh i'll just hide it amongst <laughs> the shed that way when the people drive in they won't really see it until they pass in the house oh, it was a it terrible was, it was bad, yeah. it was in the front grass yeah <laughs> but there's a part of my grass that's like completely burnt and i was like oh well Fuck, I guess it was better in theory. It was not good in yeah, no, in, uh, not good. Person. We could shove it behind one of these trees though, but the the nature would take over it. Yeah, and with some fucking. Also, it'd be creatures. sick to do a podcast studio like, like in the in the woods. I think that would pick up so many crickets. Crickets, no, but I mean like a uh, like I'll put like a oh, shed, hide it, hide the shed like behind one of the trees or something. You, you know what I mean? Hook up AC and shit in that. Yeah, I'll just run an extension cord on the ground. It's just gonna melt. Yeah, I mean, I, I could I could run an electricity line, but it'd be kind of. I wonder how deep it would need to be. A foot. I don't know. I don't know shit about. I don't know. I don't know nothing about nothing. I know, dude. I was buying a uh, I was buying a phone case in Japan, right? And um, oh, that was they, they're looking they're looking at me, and while I'm buying it, they're like, uh, <laughs> they're like, oh, you do uh, martial arts. I was like, yeah, jujitsu. They're like, ah, jujitsu. They're like, yeah. They're like, um, uh, Kimura. I was like, yeah, Kimura, Ashigarami, Yoko. <laughs> he was like, oh, Ashigarami. I was like, Yoko Senkaku. He was like, Yoko Senkaku. <laughs> that blew his mind. <laughs> ah, shit. That was fucked. His reaction was so good. <laughs> it was so, so excited. He's like, Yoko Senkaku. Oh, my God. So much I was like, what? So much <laughs> That's so good. Dude, speaking their language, bro. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Fuck. When we got home, I was like, thank God we made it back. We were gonna make it back. Dude, it was an awesome country. It was it was it was cool. Ain't nothing like America though. We landed in Dallas. Yeah, ain't nothing like fucking crackheads out in seven eleven. Bro. Great, right? We we landed and um and I was just like, God damn, baby, we were back. <laughs> <laughs> Traveled over just, there. I oh my god, dude! The people there were so much nicer than here. Yeah, because they're, so they're trying to make nicer. up for what they did. What? No, no, no! Fuck that shit. The, this. All right, so we're we're in. Uh, we get done in Japan. We're flying. We're going through security to go to back to America, and I take my shoes off. Start putting my shit in the in the bucket to put it through the the scanning and security. And this lady sees me take my shoes off. She grabs slippers, gets on her knees, and puts them down in front of me. And I was like, oh, thank you. And she's like, konnichiwa, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is such a great place. I fucking love it here. And the moment we land, we had to go through security again in America. And I'm like, oh, my friend has my passport. Give me a sec. And the guys are fucking pissed. I was like, bro, there's no liner. What are you bitching about? Shut the fuck up. It's ridiculous. I hate people here. It's good old American way. We get paid by the hour, and we still rush you. It's ridiculous. It's okay. Um, I miss that lady. You miss her? Yeah. You miss the lady in the lobby asking for pictures? Oh, my God. That psycho bitch. <laughs> she Holy probably watches this. <laughs> she, was, she was literally jumping up and down. We, like, we get back from like getting food or something. We get, we walk through the the hotel lobby to you know get to elevators, go to our rooms, and this lady sees us, and she like she was sitting there, sees us, and she's like jumping up and down, like asking for an autograph, or whatever. It's fine, but like the energy was just like wow, that's crazy. Yeah, how much like a twelve year old girl that just saw Justin Bieber for yeah, the first time. Yeah, but she's like, she's like she was on the older side. Ninety seven. <laughs> she was she was pretty old. But regardless, whatever, we're going to be nice, take pictures, do all, all that. The next day, she does the same thing. <laughs> and then the next day, she does the same thing. She must have been in the lobby for hours, bro, waiting for Yeah, us. yeah, for sure. So the first day I saw her, we like walk in, walk in. Um, well, this is the second day I saw her. Um, we walk in as a team, the hotel, right? 
I'm getting to the lobby and Craig's in front of me and I see him just like speed up and cut to the elevator. I'm like, oh, that's weird. And I look over, it's the it's the lady again. She's yeah. like bouncing up and down, walking over to yeah. us. And I just like, I, was, I say like, oh, hi. And she's like, oh, Nikki Rod. And and she looks at me, I saw my wet rash card and shorts on. And she goes, she touched me, she, she's go, oh, training. Oh, training. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. That, what a kink that was. God, man. She inhaled my, uh. My sweat. That's crazy. That was crazy. That's crazy. There's That's just funny. people like that out there. I can't imagine like just idolizing, idolizing someone yeah. like that. It's it's hard. I used to think um, um, about who I would like idolize and try to be like. But I'm like, there's nobody. I would just want to be myself. Yeah. Best version of myself. There's nobody. I'm like, oh, I want to be that guy because I wouldn't. Yeah, I I used to think I it would like I was like how who would I ask for a picture? Like who yeah. do I look up to enough to be like, "Oh man, I want a picture with this guy." I can't really see anyone like that. Well, it would elevate your social media presence if you got like a picture with like yeah, but Drake or something like that. Yeah, I don't want a picture with Drake. I don't want a picture with Wiz Khalifa. I don't want to I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Not not valuable to me. Um, Obama, bruh. No, I don't. Not everybody gets to meet Obama. I, not not every not everybody gets to meet us. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, I think we got an hour, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was good. Um, thank you for watching. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube. Continue to download on iTunes and was it Shopify? What is it? Spotify, know. Spotify. Yep. Uh, if you guys are interested in uh, sponsoring us, uh, shoot an email to the to the podcast, and you know we'll, we'll get you guys hooked up. Um, new podcast studio is coming soon. So, thanks for watching. See you guys next time.